What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting approximately six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hops. And Dominic, we are here outside of the Hobson household, risking our lives doing this podcast outside while the entire California is burning down to the ground. Thanks, Seth Rollins. Hot start. Yes. Yes. Brandon. Dominic. What? How are you doing today? Well, Brandon, I am fine. You know, like Brandon said, we're outside in the area where we filmed our lovely... You remember when we fl- uh, filmed our little like promo? Remember that? You remember if that? you would like to watch it, it is the pinned tweet on the Curveballs and Share Shouts Twitter. It's a lovely video. But um, yes, we Also were follow out- us on Instagram. A lot more active on Instagram than we are on Twitter. Yeah, whoever in charge is it, really good guy. Um, but yes, we are back. And we're in the backyard. And, uh, you know, the reason we're back here, firefighters can risk their lives breathing in smoke and getting burned and stuff we can sit in the backyard and put on a show the show must go on yes it has nothing to do with outside sources limiting us where and what we can do the podcast correct that would be the studio audience because she's not here right now so we can talk about her other than that brandon how are you oh you know i'm doing just fine we got this is a big day tomorrow yes huge huge huge, huge. day we've been building to this for a month now this is the go home show to the gauntlet so yes if you're listening to it right out of the shoot after this thing goes up we'll be doing our gauntlet live 12:30 pacific time we will be live on the youtube curveballs and chair shots so youtube.com slash curveballs chair shots you can also go and check out i guess trapdoor to hell's feeds no, only twitch you can only go on only twitch, twitch to watch it don't go on the YouTube and watch Trapdoor to Hell on YouTube, unless you want to go over there and just troll the hell out of them, which get we, in their which minds. Which we fully recommend you doing. So we recommend you watching them only to troll them, not to just not on the Twitch on the YouTube. Yes, don't get into our minds on the Twitch. Get into their minds on the YouTube. Yes, yes. So we had uh, the rebuttal this week on Trapdoor to Hell. It, was, it wasn't the strongest one, you know. I think it's almost kind of like wrestling, where you kind of peak, you kind of peak the few two weeks ahead of time. And then the week before, the couple days before the show actually is, you just kind of recap everything. You don't go too hard. Everything speaks for itself, what happened these last few weeks. So, Dominic, if you have any lasting words, because obviously Travis came after you and said, you can't even write your own shtick. you got to get your mommy to do your own burials for you. It's okay. I mean, it is what it is. You know, it, it, Dominic's going to let the, the, uh, the gameplay speak for itself. Exactly. You know, Brandon... Um it wasn't that I had a had her write it for me. It was just, she just let it out. Because you know why? Because an Amazon truck parked in front of my house. And she was like, he's so fucking stupid. Only stupid people work there. So, you know what? It's okay. You know why? Because, you know, uh, I'm a supervisor at my job. You know, I'm not some bottom totem pole fucking package lugging little bitch. So it's okay. I'm, I, I, you know, and like you said, you know, let the game speak for itself when, uh, you we know. have some inside sources that maybe were getting in his head. He's 
He's trying to make some lasting adjustments, you know, trying to switch exactly. up his class a little bit. We have everything set in stone. We know what the game plan is. We know what we're doing, what we're rocking on Saturday afternoon. Yes, sir. But the opponents, sometimes you kind of overthink some things. You just try to change a thing or two, and then that thing or two just ends up costing I'm, you in the I long mean, run. His lineup, I mean, his squad isn't even set in stone yet. I know. See, that's, and that's also affecting us. We don't know. Are we going to beat them by, you know, 20 kills? Or 50 kills. Yeah, I mean, are we going to only going to get like seven wins or 20 wins? You don't know. We are riding high because I, I am super high. Yes, because Dominic smoked one cigarette today. You know, gotta get used to it. Dominic's going to be a uh, what? What did you smoke today? A Newport. A Newport, not a, a Marlboro Red, like a real man, as no, Travis I would I, say. No, I, oh, I, my, my, I, I bummed a few for my coworker, but uh, he wasn't on break when I was on break and my other cooker was like you want one of my new ports I was like okay sure so are you here to, are, menthol. are you here to report that you are a uh, a cigarette addict now you're a cigarette smoker you're no. a crippling addiction no to tobacco no that's and what I, they all say I've never been addicted to anything you were gonna say something then you stopped yes except for what Dominic except for you Brandon aww can never get enough of you and that's why we're here on episode 148 Yes. Doing the podcast. In the backyard with a plane, doing a flyover. Let's salute it to the millions who lost their lives. And millions. To the studio audience who will be joining us momentarily. To the big dog, to the mascot, no mini dog. Brandon, enough chitter Enough chat. fucking about, as they would say in the war zone. True. Let's get on. Let's get on with the get on. So we're going to start off with the MLB update have a lot of Rona news, a lot of non-Rona news. I'd like to hear it. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of these news segments aren't very happy when it has to do with the MLB. So, once again, we had our patented, as soon as we're done recording, we get some big news. <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds had a player, I believe, test positive for the coronavirus. So, last weekend series against the Pirates was shut down if you want and kind of get an inside look and how everything is handled from a player's perspective. Go and check out Trevor Bauer's vlog over on YouTube. Uh, Very interesting to see. You know, not a lot to really watch. It's just kind of him in his car walking around. Does a workout with Sonny Gray. Shout out Sonny Gray. But uh, the Reds, they get the coronavirus test. They're out for a couple days. But this was the shortest coronavirus test quote-unquote outbreak we've seen thus far they miss a few games but then they're back at it uh, i believe tuesday to face the kansas city royals and trevor bauer pitches we'll talk about trevor bauer after the fact but dominic kind of your thoughts on the reds the quick turnaround and how they were able to kind of nip this in the bud in the most effective way of treating the uh, positive test thus far as there's a gunshot we're gonna die what the fuck was that it's not my hood it's your hood why does that literally sound like a gunshot? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't hear any screaming. I don't hear any other shots. So we're just going to... It's going to be just like us tomorrow. One shot and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, I'm trying to... Oh, oh. I think, it's a, I think our car's backfiring. That's what it is. Dominic, your thoughts on the Cincinnati Reds and their reaction to the positive test? The reactions or how they how they handled it. I think it's what we meant how they handled it, which they handled it amazingly. I feel like, you know, when management, ownership, 
players are all on the same page. You don't have an issue like they did in St. Louis. So, you know, it, you know, there's not much to go off of. If they handle it properly and they do everything right, follow protocol, it works out fine. You don't have any issues to report. Hot take. And now, Trevor Bauer. He was supposed to pitch on the day where the uh, coronavirus got tested positive. So he had to wait, you know, like three, four days to pitch. Then he pitches on the second part of a doubleheader. CG shut piece, mini shut piece, because they only play in seven innings. But nonetheless, he gets the CG shut piece. Trevor Bauer doing fantastic work, as long as, as well as a lot of other Cincinnati Reds pitchers. So my pick for them to win the NL pennant, still strong. So shout out, you know, me and Mr. X, big time Reds fans right now. But. A lot of the news that Trevor Bauer makes, as much as he is doing fantastic on the field, he's also making a lot of news off the field. He had some custom free Joe Kelly cleats that he posted on Twitter and Instagram before he went out to the field, and he did not end up wearing them because MOB told him that if he does wear them, he is threatening to get a fine and a suspension. So obviously he kind of knew a fine was coming, but uh, ejection slash suspension was something definitely far worse than what he would have expected. And then after he does the CG shut piece, he throws on a send it shirt because the last time he pitched in Kansas City, he did the infamous take the ball and chuck it over the center field wall. And uh, so, yeah, Trevor Bauer, a fantastic human at marketing and maybe the face of MLB. But we will talk about another man who's in the running for that later. How do you feel about the fact that, you know, he couldn't wear something? It wasn't derogatory. It wasn't, you know, anything bad. It just says free Joe Kelly. Why, why do you think... It was so such a no-go on it from MLB's perspective. Because, yes, they might just say free Joe Kelly and it has Joe Kelly's little pouty face on it, but there's also a deeper meaning behind it because Trevor Bauer does have this ongoing feud. It's kind of a one-sided feud because Rob Manfred doesn't really respond to it, but you know Trevor Bauer is outspoken and he's talking about all these different issues that the MLB probably doesn't want to put a spotlight on, but regardless, he keeps on doing it. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Don't think they actually wear those. I, I assumed he was definitely going to get a fine. I didn't think they were going to take it as far as a suspension and an immediate ejection because I guess there's rules and regulations with uniforms and stuff like that, which I kind of agree with. But w- I know they do the Players League where they're allowed to like wear anything. Would they do this if this was a Players League weekend, which that would be interesting to see what they would do. But, I mean, like, isn't the NBA, aren't they allowing their players to put whatever they want on the back of it, like, for... Last time I checked... Major League Baseball I, I, yes, is I know. not yes. the National Basketball Association. I know, I know but doesn't it kind of, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, this day and age kind of refreshing to see that, you know, they're able to input on their own creative design of their jersey or name or number or whatever. Kind of like, you know, don't you wish MLB would be a little more relaxed on that, you know, that kind of... They're a little bit more relaxed, but... They're not as relaxed as the NBA. I think the they're definitely in the middle of the NBA and the NFL. The NFL, sometimes they allow the players to be a little creative and do some things, but it is the no-fun league for a reason. MLB, they're allowing the players to wear different colored cleats and different accessories and stuff like that, but the NBA, obviously, they have the most flamboyant shoes and everything like that, especially now with the bubble and they're allowing to have yeah. social justice stuff on their back which we will talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs in a little bit. But, Dominic, any other thoughts on Trevor Bauer and his kind of shenanigans that he's been doing the last few weeks or, I guess, this entire season? I say keep it up. I feel like, you know, 
that people have their own ways of coping with the situation, and I feel like his way is probably the funnest. So I say keep it up. Then we're going to go over to New York. The Yankees and the Mets were both supposed to play this weekend, but that has been postponed. Now, you can look at it two ways. It might be a good thing for the Yankees. Also, it could be a good thing for the New York Mets because the New York Mets, they're kind of falling apart as at the seams. The New York Mets are the latest team to test positive for the coronavirus. But I think the bigger story here is the New York Yankees where they just cannot. Elpsy Dominic is already coughing 12 <laughs> minutes in to this outdoor podcast. I, gonna, I, told, I told him not to do this. No, I was going to burp, but I had a cough at the same time. Anyways. You know, there's the old mics. I could have muted it, but, you know, new fancy mics. Yes, new fancy mics. But So I'm going to just read off all of the marquee injuries that have taken place for the Yankees. We talked about it, at least I talked about it on our preview, that, oh, the Yankees are going to be hurt at the beginning of the regular season, but now that there's this season starting midway through the year, they're going to be fine. They're going to be healthy. They're going to be good. Well, let's see. We got Aaron Judge on the I.L. with a calf injury. John Carlos Stanton also on the I.L. Hamstring. DJ Mayhew with a thumb injury. Zach Britton, hamstring. Tommy uh, K. Canel, whatever. He got the Tommy John surgery. That ain't good. Gleyber Torres has a hamstring. And James Paxton has an elbow injury. And don't forget, Aurelis Chapman is still recovering from the coronavirus. So basically you're telling me Yankees shouldn't. He has recovered. He is playing, but, you know, there might be some lasting effects. Yeah, exactly. So you're telling me the Yankees statistically should not be making playoffs. Right, they have a lot of depth, but when you're losing Judge, Stanton, LeMahieu, obviously, like, their three best players, and all three of those people could win the MVP. I think Judge was definitely in the running for MVP with just the absolute tear he was on at the beginning of the season. And now it's just kind of like Garrett Cole and a ragtag group of of guys. But they're, I mean, Clint Frazier is having, uh, he's he's definitely playing very well right now. He should have been on the Major League roster, but the Yankees are just so deep to begin with that they just couldn't find a spot for him. And they just were playing against the Tampa Bay Rays. They lost to the Rays, where now the Rays sit atop the, the American League East. But with the new playoff format, obviously the first two teams are going to make the playoffs. I think the Yankees will make the playoffs regardless. But I do think that these injuries might be a little too much for them. I mean, they have depth, but there's only so much that that depth can take you when you're missing, you know, arguably two of the top, you know, maybe 10, 15 players with DJ LeMahieu and Aaron Judge. Now, these injuries, do you see them coming back, you know, sooner if they're, you know, if they go on a losing streak? Do you see them coming back sooner? Do you, if they're on a win streak, do they come back later? What do you? What There's do you only happening? like what thirty plus games remaining. I believe so, something like We're that. We're already in late August. The yeah. season's going to be over in a month. And with New York, with the Mets having stuff being postponed, who knows what's that? What is that going to do to the rest of the divisions? But I think the Yan- as I said, the Yankees. I think they will be fine in terms of making the playoffs. Now, will they make one or two? We shall see. Yeah. But I mean. It's just kind of something that we've seen even last year where the Yankees were unable to kind of stay healthy, especially with Aaron Judge, who's, I mean, he should be the top face of Major League Baseball, maybe behind Mike Trout, but he just can't stay healthy. And, that, I mean, that's kind of the thing with these freak of nature athletes where they're, you know, big and strong and fast that sometimes maybe the body should be built like that. I mean, I I feel like someone like Judge, I mean, 
he hasn't been healthy for a full season, huh? I believe, like, the first, like, the last real season he had was maybe, like, 2018, like, his sophomore rookie year. Yeah. I feel like, other than that, he's always been hurt somehow. Um, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I feel like, like you said, with Stanton and, and Judge, it, it 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 hurts him. I think the Stanton one hurts them, but I think it's definitely DJ LeMayhew and Aaron Judge. Yes, Gleyber Torres wasn't doing too well to begin the season, but he's also a marquee piece to that organization. Yeah. And then James Paxton, yeah, he might not be what he used to be over in uh, Seattle, but <laughs> behind uh, Garrett Cole, he's definitely someone who should get his shit together, and you would think that the bullpen will be able to back it up, and the bullpen's also kind of falling apart as well. Uh, hope, well, good luck to Yankees. Hopefully they get their shit together. Anything on the New York Mets as they continue to just kind of fall apart? We got... You want to assess what is dropping up? Fuck the Mets. Poor, poor Travis. He, he, he so he, he picked so the Yankees and the Mets to make it to the World Series, and I think the Yankees still have a decent shot, but don't think the Mets are even coming close to making the he playoffs. He doesn't even have a shot in the gauntlet tomorrow, so it's okay. Now let's move on to the Central, the other Ohio team, the Cleveland Indians. We talked about them last week with uh, Zach Plesac and Mike Clevenger being uh, in some major trouble for breaking the quarantine COVID protocol. And now they have been sent down. They are on the faked taxi squad. And the very important thing here is that Mike Clevenger has 16 days. If he was, if they hold him down for 16 days, then he is then he would be ineligible for making arbitration and getting free agency a lot closer. So this is a site where we're going to get the in, we're going to see what happens if the indians hold clevenger down for over 16 uh days then he's gonna i mean that was a very expensive and risky little boys night out that he had so for the viewers and or listeners that don't know ak dominic i know what arbitration means shit give me a break but what i was gonna ask was where what do you think happens? Do you think they hold him down for the 16 days? Or do they bring him up day 15 and let him sweat? You know, have him sweat. It's day 15 and a half. And they say, all right, fine. You can come back up. Like, what do you think they're going to do? Teach him a lesson? Do you think he's just going to? I think they're going to teach him a lesson. I mean, we see this kind of all the time with uh, ownership and teams just, I mean, I guess you can say fucking over the players trying to, you know, use their abuse of power. And, I mean, it's not only just, you know, them trying to, keep them out for arbitration and free agency and stuff like that where they're also kind of this what what are you guys doing over there just winking at each other Jeez. yeah huh why are you winking when could you do then do i have to hold my tits too for you to wink at me <laughs> hold your dick anyways <laughs> i think the other thing about this is kind of the locker room issue that has really kind of arisen from this. The Indians players are not very happy about what what went down. There was uh, Oliver Drake. I don't remember what the fuck his name is. I should have looked this up. You should have. You should do your research, I am man. a terrible podcaster. You but are. You don't watch the, the veteran. The, yes, I know. The veteran bullpen arm who basically said, if these dudes come back, I ain't playing. I'm opting out. And then uh, Francisco Lindor, obviously the star player for the Indians. He's in his free agent year. He has kind of voiced, not saying that he's going to opt out or anything like that, but he was kind of one of the other players saying that he wasn't very happy with what happened. So there's just kind of a lot of moving parts of this Cleveland Indian situation where you got a player who's on the verge of, 
you know, making a little bit extra money because of service time and do you fuck them over? But then also do you fuck over the entirety of the team to make a playoff push just to kind of prove a point and maybe get an extra year out of this guy? So if you're Lindor. But you can also could, because you get mm-hmm. the extra year out of him, you can get some extra prospects and trade bait and stuff so like that. So if you're Lindor, how do you feel? I mean, or not, I'm not even asked that question. How would you feel if you're on the Indians and, you know, one of your teammates goes and does what they did? And what would you? How, what would what would you do? I would be very angry at them. I think I would be forgiving. I'm not. I mean, I wouldn't say you know keep them at the on the taxi squad for the rest of the season because obviously they are two of. I mean, obviously they're the best pitchers that you guys have. Yeah. And I mean Shane Bieber. He's the number one guy, I think, at the moment. He's just on fire. But mm-hmm. there, there's nobody else on that team that could replace those two guys. And I think you send a message, you know, keep them in the mandatory, whatever, 14-day quarantine. But I think you have to have a talk. You need to have another team meeting where they show remorse and they, you can get out of them that they realize what they did was fucked up and they should not do that again. And to keep them on a short leash. If they do it again, then, like you say, okay, you guys are done. We're not going to. We're going to send you down, and you guys ain't coming up again. Now, what do you think is going to be the end result? I think both of them will be back on the team. The Clevenger situation is tricky because it's something where we see teams always, you know, squeezing the most out of these players. They get these, you know, star minor leaguers who should be coming up. I mean, I think we saw it last year with Vladimir Guerrero. He should have been up there day one, but because of service time and everything else, they kind of held off just so they can get more years out of him. Mike Clevenger, I mean, with these arms, who knows how long they last until they blow out. you got to give him a Tommy John surgery. So my money is the Indians, especially with this shortened season, I think the Indians aren't going to keep him down for those 16 days. I think, as you kind of said, maybe make him sweat a little bit. Or just outright tell them, you know, yeah, we're gonna keep you down here, but we're gonna come, we're gonna bring you back up whenever the date is. Yeah. That the quarantine or the, whatever the yeah. thing is. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. We need we we gotta get better segues. Just saying. We need to get better segues. But I mean, like you go on a little rant, and then like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I actually have some good built-in segues in the wrestling. Oh, okay. In the wrestling portion. Just get so better. At stay sports. tuned for that. Just gonna get better at sports. Yes. I talked about Trevor Bauer possibly being the face of the fr- face of the MLB, but you know who probably is the face of the MLB at the moment? Jose Altuve. I don't know. That would be Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, I should I should should have thought of it. Should have thought of it. He has been in the news this week. Some good, some bad, and some a lot of stupid. Not because of him, but people surrounding him. He was in major hot water earlier this week because. His team, the San Diego, San Diego Padres, were up 10-3 to in the, whatever, 7th or 8th inning. And bases were loaded. 3-0, Tatis swings on a fastball. Not even down the middle. It was kind of outside. It was a decent pitch. Takes, hits a homer. Rangers were not a big fan of that. Pitcher comes up, throws behind Manny Machado, the batter behind Tatis. And so then this kind of sparked this whole situation on Twitter and everyone talking about the unwritten rules of baseball. And I'm one of those players players i'm a player i used to be a player <laughs> anyways do you need to take a minute you know Wait, what man hang on, hang on. say that again <laughs> oh someone's getting a little camera shy camera shy microphone, microphone shy, shy. Oh, got it hang on mosquito just bit me i have malaria it's a corona. Right now. corona mosquito corona mosquito yes 
Anyways, Dominic, the unwritten, unwritten rules, rules. The, don't swing 3-0 when you're up by 7. What do you how do you feel? I feel it's fucking stupid. Thank you. And I mean, we just saw I think yesterday or the day before where a team blew a 7-run lead in, you know, in a don't few innings. About the I'm not talking shit about the Giants oh, because okay. they they didn't blow a lead. They just gave up like 10 runs in an inning. Oh. Which kind of is also the case as well with today's MLB where everyone's just swinging out their ass and scoring a lot of runs. A seven-run lead definitely is not safe. It should be safe, but it isn't. Yep. And, I mean, not only— Do you think that's because the pitching has changed dramatically over the years, or do you think the batters have just gotten better? It's just the way baseball is played. It's there's Everything is kind of reliant on the three true outcomes in an at-bat. Ba- uh, strikeout, a walk, and a home run. That's kind of what everything is boiled down to now with, with baseball. And What was it back in the day, Brandon? bunting sacrifice you know single 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 sacrifice sacrifice not anymore yeah. everyone's just trying to slap dick and you know get the girls and everything like that because chicks dig the long ball and long dick anyway Dominic, your thoughts on the unwritten rule that tatis apparently broke and there's a lot of pushback from you know players around the league trevor bauer was one that came out and said some stuff Josh Donaldson, players all around were kind of there defending Tatis. Eric Hosmer, Tatis is teammate, was kind of someone's like, okay, yeah, you know, he shouldn't have done that. I'm going to talk to him. And then even the Padres manager wasn't very, uh, he wasn't behind his own player. Obviously, Woodward, the Rangers manager, didn't like it. He got suspended three games as well as the pitcher who threw behind Manny Machado. You know, I'm all for throwing at Manny Machado because he's a stupid little bitch. (laughs) But in this case, I got to, you know, say that that wasn't the right right thing to do i mean didn't the rangers maybe a year or two ago didn't they beat the orioles like 30 to 3 or something like that it wasn't a few years ago dominic what was it it was like i don't know if it was 10 years ago but it was whatever they're 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 still they still beat a team like 30 to something it's like yeah i understand you know i am one that i would not care i would just say fuck you got a hell of it okay but, you know, some some of these unwritten rules, they got to kind of wipe away. This being one of them. 3-0, you're, and you're ahead. That, that that doesn't mean shit. You know, I mean, don't put it down. the Yeah, like you said, you didn't put it down the middle. But still, just fucking, if it's 3-0, throw it outside. Walk him. Walk and run? I, G- give him the old uh, Barry Bonds treatments? If, if this guy is, this guy's. <laughs> this guy's been hot, red hot as of late, and you're really going to try to sh- pitch to him 3-0? No, walk in the run. Why risk a fucking home run, a single, double, triple? You know, like, why risk it? I would have just walked in the run, though. Johnny Bench put it perfectly. He did a tweet and saying that, oh, you know, you, you take the 3-0 fastball, and then he sets you up, gets you off balance, then you're 3-2, and then you never know what he's going to do, and then you just roll over, grunt into a double play, and then you're fucked over. And then you just ruin the rally. Yeah. And then also, from like Tatis's point of view, those are stats that he's trying to get a massive deal. And if, you know, an extra home run, an extra four RBI, that's going to look a lot better on his stat sheet, and he's going to be able to maybe milk a few more hundred thousand dollars because of it. There you go. And you got to do what's right for you and your family. Now, we, didn't talk, we haven't talked about Tatis really at all, but he is on an absolute tear. He's like leading the league in all these major categories. I don't categories. think any of us picked him for... MVP either. But I did say, you know, look out for the Padres. You did. I did. did. I was there. Heard it. 
and they have. Uh, we talked about the Rockies, I think, last week that they're on a tear. They're not on a tear anymore. They've lost a few games in a row, so now the Padres have overtaken them for second place. Dodgers still in first place. But Dominic, your thoughts overall about Tatis and the tear he's been on, and everyone saying he's the face of baseball, and how much fun he is to watch. I mean, also the day after this whole three zero thing goes down, he steals a bag when they're up by a couple of runs, and I thought that was hilarious. I mean, I feel like for me, it's just too soon to judge. Yes, he's fucking killing it, but how many times have we seen these guys just get fucking red hot, and then next thing, next season they're he was red hot last year as well. Just he got injured, and like I've seen stats of players through their first whatever games, or I don't even know if he's had a full season technically of 162, but he is he's the truth right now. And what's going to happen when he tests positive for PEDs next season? Wow, Dom, just jumping straight to PEDs. Why can't you just have any faith? I'm just saying, how many times have these guys been fucking? I don't know, Dominic. How many have they? I mean, the only, I can I can think back to Melky Cabrera on the Giants. Fucking everyone's fucking behind him. He's killing it. He's fucking. Oh, you're telling me the the old man in the second half of his career who just magically does well is completely different than the early twenty something who's just tearing up the league. I'm just saying. It's a possibility, okay? I mean, like, I do agree. He's red hot. He's kicking ass, fucking taking names. You know, he's he can hit, he can run, he can field. I, I you know, he can do it all. But it's also not a full season. So I think when it's a full season, he stays healthy. I, I will vote either yay or nay on if he should be the face of the MLB. Someone who is not the face of MLB is Jordan Alvarez, but he is Rookie of the Year. Whoa, that was a weird sound. Hopefully the microphone picked that up. What happened? I was drinking and like a weird gurgling sound came out of my neck and my mouth. Ooh, I'm going to listen to that. That was a pussy burp. Whoa, not like... Like a queef? You queefed at your mouth? Yeah. Nice. 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 And I was trying to do a cool transition, Dominic, and everything just went to hell. Who isn't the face of MLB, but rookie of the year, blah, blah, blah. Jordan Alvarez. He is done for the rest of the season. If you didn't know, Dominic, he plays for the... Huh? What? What team does Jordan Alvarez play for? Here's he, a curveball for you. Uh, He plays for... Don't tell me. Um, I, I just fucking saw it. Oh, my God. Give me a hint. What color jersey? What's their main colors? I can't give you the main color because it gives it well. There's a blue in there. The Blue Jays. The Astros. Oh. Because I know if I said orange, you would know it wasn't the Giants. There's a blue? Where the fuck is there a blue in the Astros? Oh, I guess. Okay, I see. Yeah, That's a secondary yes, color. I see it, yes. Anyways, he is done for the entirety of the season. The Astros are picking it up. Unfortunately, they are getting on a, a hot streak. But the former rookie of the year came back, hit a home run in his, I think, first at-bat, or at least the first game that he was in. And now he goes down. Big bat, especially with a lot of the big names, especially Jose, poor Jose Altuve. Altuve. You okay? I'm not okay. I'm thinking I'm, I have smoke poisoning. I told you this was gonna happen, Dominic. All right, studio. Let's we're, like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna send this bitch home. But yes, Dominic, how much will this affect? And he wants to go camping. When did I say I want to go camping? <laughs> Ooh, here's the microphone. <laughs> exactly. Let's just stare at her. Everybody stare at her. Anyways. This sucks. Couldn't, ha- couldn't have happened to a better team. I love but hopefully he gets healthy and you know nothing bad happens to him. I love your sarcasm. Anyways. 
Fuck them. Fuck the Astros. The trash. Trash Rose. I mean, I know deep down inside you really don't give a fuck because of what they did. I mean, it sucked. I don't wish injury. Yeah, you don't want to hurt someone, but, you know, but fuck them, right? I mean, it doesn't look like it's really hurting them at the moment because they're they're winning all these games, but the A's are keeping right up with them, still up two and a half games, so suck on that. Have we talked about the A's won the World Series? Like, like you don't give a fuck, right? You're still going to I be- said they weren't making the playoffs in their prediction, so I'm just I'm being negative on the A's so they can prove I'm not, you wrong. So they can prove me wrong, and I'm not going to say they're going to do anything, and then when they do something, I'll be kind of They're going to listen back to the podcast and see how negative you are, so when you go to apply for another job with them, they're going to say, no, you don't fucking like us. You know, I'm a big fan. Of my, they're my favorite team. They're going to be like, no, you're so negative on us. And then I'll work for the Giants. And then you'll get rings. Yes. So that'll do it for the MLB update. We're going to go over to the NFL a little bit. We got a lot of fan news to talk about, mostly in the wrestling world. But the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champions, have come out and announced that they're going to be holding fans in their stadium. 22% capacity. The Raiders have come out that they're not going to have any fans. Bears have said they're not going to have any fans. I think the Miami Dolphins are kind of leaning towards having fans. But... We finally, I don't know if this is the first, but we definitely have a team stating that they are going to have fans at the stadium. So I thought it wasn't up to the team. I thought it was up to the commissioner to. to and it's also probably up to local government and stuff like that. Because, I mean, if you're going to have 22% capacity, so how, how do you dictate who gets the seats? I would assume season ticket holders get first dibs on that oh true what you see the raiders season ticket box pretty cool it did look fantastic shout out to the studio audience for sending in the instagram group group chat oh i forgot i I forgot the gup chat wop chap the what trap what trap 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 house Anyways. anyways 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 probably shouldn't be doing this we're gonna have some more fan corona news in wrestling but uh I, I think Travis said it on the, that other podcast that we're, we're not going to talk about. Good. I think he said, you know, maybe don't have any fans uh, during the regular season, but maybe kind of evaluate and see possibly doing something for the postseason because maybe, you know, get to 2021 and some shit gets a little bit better. I doubt it, but y- you never know. Maybe we should hold off on fans right now. I, I, I see both sides. I, I could see no fans and then slowly trying to integrate a few in and just a few more, a few more, a few more. I would say you would have to have, unless you have a party of 10 or whatever, you know, or a party that can fill a whole roll, a roll, a whole row. Sorry, you got bread rolls in the mind. Um, if you have a party that can fill the whole roll, God damn it. <laughs> whole row. God, I really want those bread, man. If you have a party that can fit the whole row, then yes, you should be able to to take the section. But if you're buying just individual seats, you have to have those people six feet apart. So, I mean, you're talking about what? In a one section, you're talking about 20 fans, maybe? I'm not trying to make you do math and shit, but... I it was my understanding that there would be no math. Exactly. So, I don't know. I think no fans I agree with. I would say maybe you can inter- I wouldn't integrate any into the postseason and then reevaluate twenty twenty one. 
So no real news on the MLB on the NFL front in terms of roster moves or anything like that. But just keep an eye out. Possibly a weekly fantasy football preview slash recap coming soon. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said, I said coming soon, possibly in the works. Nothing set in stone quite yet. I feel like we have to agree upon that. It was my understanding that you were not going to be part of this. Yeah, but I feel like... If, you if know, we're sports, the curveballs and chair shots banner is under it. We're then. sports and wrestling. I feel like if you do fantasy football with them, it's a little, uh, you know. We'll see what happens after Saturday. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how pissed off I get. Something they don't talk about on that other podcast is the NBA. So we corner that market. We're going to talk about some NBA playoffs real quick. So we're just going to run through the playoffs, some reaction. We talked about it. Oh, my God. Did reaction. Yes. Good reaction, Dominic. The Portland Trailblazers beat the Memphis Grizzlies in the play-in game. We said that we thought they would be a bigger threat to the Lakers. And the Trailblazers actually came out and won the first game. But then in game two last night, they got uh, absolutely their shit rocked. Dame Dalla had his uh, finger dislocated. So that could possibly be a big deal going forward. Dominic, I still feel as though the Lakers are going to win. But do you think the Trailblazers are going to be able to bounce back from this drumming that happened yesterday and the Damian Lillard injury? Well, talk about Dame real quick. Um, I feel like a dislocated finger sucks, but you can just jam that bitch back in there, tape it up, and you're fine. Um, I think Curry's his, Curry played with dislocated fingers. Yeah, it depends on what hand it's on. If it's on shooting hand, it's, eh, it's still going to hurt, but I feel like you know, Lillard, Lillard's the type of guy that will play through it unless it's, you know, going to break or something crazy like that. Um, and when it comes to bouncing back, I mean, they, I do agree with you. I think Lakers will take it, but I think the Trailblazers can edge it out a little bit. We'll, we'll, you know, prolong it as much as possible. And then we got the 4-5 matchup. The Houston Rockets have a 2-0 lead over the Oklahoma City Thunder. CP3 unable to get a win in the first two games against his old team. Russell Westbrook did not play in game two, but that didn't really matter. I think the Rockets will handle them, even though we kind of were hoping that maybe for the meme of it that the Rockets would choke. I think the Rockets will choke next round. Hot take. Yes. I mean, is it really choking if they go against the Lakers and lose? Would you say choking is like getting swept again, you know, in five or something like that? Just not even showing up. uh, Pretty much. And then we got one of the upsets brewing in the West. I guess kind of the only upset really brewing is the Utah Jazz. They are up 2-1 to one against the Denver Nuggets, winning the third game today. I think I said it last week that I felt as though maybe the Jazz could shock some people, make a little bit of a run. Obviously, they got Jokic. Jokic. I did the fucking same thing last week. Uh, on Denver, I think maybe they're not. he can't just carry the entire team. I think I saw something like defensively, Denver Nuggets are fucking atrocious these last few uh, months. Yeah. And, I mean, we're kind of seeing it right now. Utah, I don't think they're going to be a threat to make it to the finals or anything like that. But in this kind of middle-of-the-road playoff series, I think they definitely could beat the Nuggets. I mean, I feel like the Nuggets kind of just – I mean, I, I know they didn't squeeze into the playoffs, but I do feel like they're one of those teams where it's like, how the fuck did you guys even get in? And let alone you're what, they're, they're fifth, right? They are the three seed. They, what the Nuggets? I think I I don't exactly know because I've been paying too close of attention during the regular bubble season, but they you know they're pretty hot at the beginning of the season. And, that, and that's my thing. It's like out of all the teams in the West, the Nuggets 
I just, I've, I've never would have seen that coming. And then finally, we had two upsets on that first night. We had the Dallas Mavericks upsetting the Clippers as well as the Trailblazers upsetting the Lakers. But the Lakers, as well as the Clippers, are able to bounce back to even the series. So now the Clippers, who I think are going to win the entire thing, make the uh, bounce back. They're playing right now. I don't have the exact. I'm gonna, I'm scared to click on it because I feel I'll, as I'll click on it. Nope, too bad. I already clicked on it. Damn. To see the live score, if Dunder Mifflin Wi-Fi could get a little faster. Don't don't, don't tell, man. Don't sh- Right now, it is the end of the first quarter, and it's tied at 23-23. So Mavericks putting up a fight. But will they actually get the job done? Will they? I hope so. I really don't want your Clippers to go on. Because I would love for, you know, so many people were like, oh, Kawhi, you know, Paul George, Beverly, you know. You know, I really hope they don't win. Just so then I can be like, hmm. Fuck you guys. Moving over to the East, we had another major upset with the Orlando Magic actually beating the Milwaukee Bucks, not the Brewers, in game one. So, henceforth, all the Giannis to the Warrior memes ensued. But they did bounce back. Hopefully it's true. Hopefully it's true. The Bucks were able to bounce back and even up the series. I still feel the Bucks will win, but not a great start to the, the series if you're losing to the last team in the East. I mean, is that is that that bad? I mean, I mean, maybe they they just underestimated them. They're like, oh, fuck the magic. Who gives a fuck? And magic came out. Hey, don't fuck with us. So it was a wake up call, which woke him up. Now the Greek freak gonna kick some ass. Then my Miami Heat, as I told you last week, oh my God. whooping that Indiana ass up two games to zero. Dominic, would you like to care to respond on Jimmy buckets? Getting two games up on the Pacers. Who's that? Jimmy Butler. Oh, I forgot that uh, he still plays because he's utter trash. But, no, Heat doing Heat things. Um, I think they'll sweep. Yeah, damn right. Then, But then they will get swept next round. We're going to have to stay tuned to find out. Two sweeps that are in the making. We got the Boston Celtics up three games to zero against the 76ers, which I think was my pick to make it all the way to the finals. Yep. That ain't looking so hot at the moment. And then we also got the Toronto Raptors up three games to zero against those lonely, lonely Nets. I think the uh, this isn't me being biased, but I do feel as though the only team that could come back would be the Sixers. Don't think the Nets have really much of a chance. I thought Kate, they were trying to get Katie to come back for playoffs. Well, I guess that is not the case, Dominic. I guess so. I guess so. Well, then, quickly, we're just going to go over the NBA draft. The lottery took place yesterday. We don't have to go in-depth. I think we're probably going to react more to the actual uh, Warriors side of things. The Warriors had the highest chance of getting the number one pick. They weren't going to get anything past the fifth pick, but they ended up getting the number two. A little disappointing. Do you think the Warriors will use this as trade bait? Or will they actually pick somebody if they're high enough on them? That's a good question. Um, because this year's I draft, it, I there's no just, one like you know set in stone. There's no Zion. Exactly, and I think that's going to be the biggest thing is unless they they've done their research and they know who they want. Okay, great, grand, wonderful. But I think this is going to be the place where they make a big trade, and and I hope the trade is worth it. And it doesn't but, come but back the and thing is, the ass. because there is no 
clear-cut one and two, what team out there is dead set on a player and will and is good enough to give up marquee players for that player? I think there's going to have to be... But what position do the Warriors really need, you think? I think you're going to want to go either... A ba- like a like a backup guard or maybe like a starting big, I think that's kind of well, what you're because, looking at. Because you have Steph Clay, and then what Wiggins is your three or Wiggins your four? Probably your four. Yeah, Draymond's probably five. So that's probably, that's probably your small lineup though. So then where do they go, Dominic? You're the basketball guy. You're the basketball player. I'm trying to think who killing the who, the church who, circuit. I'm trying to think who is the. What team would need a number two draft pick and who would be willing to give up a big man who's, I would say, I'm not going to say all-star caliber, but definitely someone that puts up a double-double a game. And, you know, Hassan Whiteside, I, I, they were going to, there was rumors they're getting him a couple years ago. I, I'm still high on him. Um, I'm just trying to think of some big names. Um, Help me out here, Brandon. Who do you think? What centers What centers do you think? One person that was kind of floated out there that I was like, okay, I could kind of see that would be Blake Griffin. Now he's a player that's kind of has a history of breaking down and not playing a full season, but when healthy, he could be pretty good. Maybe dynamic, one might say. He is a former All-Star. Now, if he's on the Warriors, he's not going to have to be leaned upon and just do everything. So he it could be possibly trade bait and get brought over to the Warriors. He could play, you know, maybe 40, but, 50 But he's games. more of a, he's not a, he's more 3-4. He ain't a 5. You'd have to put Draymond at 5, but Draymond's too short to really block, you know, a Hassan Whiteside or a, De, or a DeAndre I think, Jordan. I think Blake is big enough to where he can be the center over Draymond, but he's quick enough to kind of keep up and space out with everybody. He's. I mean, what is? there's no traditional center anymore in the NBA, except for Hassan Whiteside. And DeAndre Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan. And uh, Taco, whatever his name is. Taco Ball. Yeah. Who's like 10 feet tall and he's shooting threes. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I think if they're going to trade for anyone, they're going to go more in the 4-5 spot. Um, I think they have enough backups to Stephen Clay, you know. And apparently Wiggins is there for the long haul, so as long as Wiggins produces, I don't see them getting rid of him anytime soon. Thank you very much. Mute your telephones, please. So, yeah. I did enjoy the end of the draft where you had the Timberwolves and the Warriors back-to-back with D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry just there. And I think even Steph realized the kind of irony of that, and he just kind of laughed. And it was, how do you think of, what are your thoughts on Steph's uh, new look? Haven't seen it. Thank you, studio audience, for being prepared. I I don't fucking pay attention to his look. Well, I want his. We're gonna get Dominic's live reaction to Steph Curry's new look. His cornrows? What? Is it on Aisha's Instagram? Cornrows, fro, dreadlocks. Twit? You get the twisties again? No. I mean, Steph. Steph, the twisties is pretty dope. Just saying. Gangsta Steph. Killer Steph. Does that mean Steph's gonna? Making a comeback. Steph going to Steph. Well, I'm tr- I don't exactly. I've seen it. I just don't exactly know where the hell it is. Well, everybody, this would be a good time to. We're uh, have a race so you can get it first. Good time to uh, make sure you guys are donating to the Red Cross. You know, fire victims, losing, you know, the 
I can't remember the exact name, but the fire that is in Santa Cruz, you know, it's like 60,000 acres burned, you know, over 70,000 people displaced. Found it. Oh, God. That, uh... It's only only like the the top half, so the bottom half of the back of his head is shaved as well. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to, I don't want to cause drama. I'll, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it off the air. My live reaction, but no, God, no. Hey, d- don't say anything bad about Kenny Powers. Or I will jump across this table and beat the fuck out of you. You didn't know Kenny Powers, did you? I know who Kenny Powers is. But he is the closer for the Oakland Panthers. That would be my MLB The Show Diamond Dynasty team, who just picked up Matt Chapman Gold Glove, by the way. Cost me 40,000 stubs. No, everyone cares about that. No, we don't. All right, so now that we're done with the planned sports topic, let's go to the mailbag four. Well, Brandon, it's Friday afternoon, and it's time for Mr. X's Questions of the Week. Bum bum. Bum bum. (laughs) Change it up, baby. Anyways, he starts off with, hello there. I was going to say hello there, Brandon, but, you know, he doesn't. I don't want to put Last time I checked, you're a part of the podcast. Yeah, I don't want to put words in his email. Hello there. Hello, ladies. You know, I know we we didn't discuss this, but, and I know I'm going to say the name wrong, because you know me, I can't read. Don't know why I'm even reading this email. Um, you should work at Amazon. Maybe. You know, only idiots work there, apparently. Um, the whole thing with Thomp, Tom? Tom? Is it Tom? Could you? I don't even know what you're talking about, so could you like try and finish the The Cincinnati sentence? announcer? The what announcer? The Cincinnati announcer. Tom? So it is Tom. His nom is, his nom, his nom is Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Tom you know, Brenneman? Brenneman? Cool. Uh, so he grew up, like many in his area, listened to his dad calling Reds games on the radio. Um... He went to the Reds game last year to listen to his dad's final call. Tom recently started using his dad's call line, and this one belongs to the Reds. He's suspended now, but who knows after this he'll have a job. A sad moment. Brandon, I want your opinion. Did, Th- he, say, did he say that? No, I, I want your Damn opinion. It. He doesn't give a fuck about you, the fuck? Um, he want, Well, I want your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I want your opinion, Brandon. What do you think happens? I already know what you're going to say, but I want you to say it live on the air. Okay, what do you think I'm going to say, Dominic? His ass is gone. I don't know if his, if his ass is gone. But, okay, so what he said was terrible, shouldn't have said it, and he should be suspended and, you know, do all the appropriate, whether it be training or just learn up and, you know, don't be a don't be an asshole. But him mid-apology while calling a Nick Castellanos home run was legendary. That was so fucking <laughs> I funny. That, yeah. I mean, was... just, I mean, I don't know if it's selfish. I mean, I, I don't know if you'd like watch Brockmire or like even know what Brockmire is. It's a fantastic show. Basically, like, he's a an alcoholic uh, baseball announcer who just fucking oh, can't do I, anything I, I right. I've seen commercials for it, yeah. And so basically, he did a Brockmire to where he, basically, like, in Brockmire, his. He has like a mental breakdown because he has a horrible wife and he's like airing all his grievances out and says like, oh, you know, she, I'm not going to get into it because, you know, there might be children listening. Sure. But he's like, you know. And I said fuck so many times. and We we draw a line here on curveballs and chair shots, okay? Okay. I'm not going to talk about dildos and strap-ons. But we did say queefs. 
that that was a thing that we did say. Yes. But anyways, you know, basically what he did is he's going off on this whole tangent. He's like, oh, you know, sorry, fastball outside three two, and he just goes on and just on a tangent cussing. So uh, that that was pretty funny. But I digress. Uh, Suspension. I do feel as though he should be suspended homework now. Homework and and I, I mean I maybe take the rest of the season off. You know, as I kind of said with the Clevenger police sex situation, just show that you've gotten better and. You know, with cancel culture and everything like that, you know, sometimes I kind of agree with like, all right, maybe you, you shouldn't be here, and you should just kind of so I what I want fuck off. What but I, I do feel as though I'm trying to you know be open minded and be like you know what I want to say is yes, I do agree that what he said was wrong and bad, but do you think on a scale to like one being like bad but not too bad, ten being like I don't want it was like, a Nazi salute. Like, where do you see like on the scale level? Like, how bad was it though? Are you just trying to like get me in trouble? Trying to get no, me canceled? No, no, because okay. I mean, it's no, 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 no. Hang I, on, I hang on, hang on. I'll give, I'll give you a real life. Uh, I'll give you a real life situation. When I worked in the Moragas, okay. Well, hang on. I don't want to. I don't want to put business out in the airways. So uh, when I worked at a different store, um, there was a uh, definitely not at Moraga. <laughs> there was a uh, a new hire who got hired. Not going to name names here. Um, Steven. Let's call. Let's call him Joe. Wait, was that? No, it wasn't. Okay, yeah. so um, Joe Joe got hired, and uh, and he's working, he's doing his thing. He overheard two coworkers talking about, I think their day or whatever, and one of them said that's hella gay. He went up to my manager, quit on the spot because he was gay, and he felt that was wrong, and you know, offended. Blah 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 blah. Fast forward to where I work now, and I told. Uh, some some coworkers of mine. I said, "Hey, just just watch what you say." I told him the situation, and one of my coworkers, who happens to be gay, and he said, "I would have been fine with it, because the contacts they contacts they used it, it wasn't derogatory. It wasn't, you know, it yes, they shouldn't be saying that, but it wasn't like he was saying you're gay or you're you're this and you're that. So my thing is, what he what Tom said, you know." Do you think this is something that will blow over because it wasn't as bad as other things? Or I mean, he said the anti-gay F word, which is pretty much on par with the N word. Okay. Which I, is, I, I, no, which, no, 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 as was... what you said, it wasn't, I think obviously what he said is worse than what your coworkers were saying. Now, some I used to say, oh, that's gay. I would used to say that. And now I've realized <laughs> what you just said it. I never. I've never. You're said sorry. That. You're quoting someone. Quoting who's, you're quoting someone. Quoting who's quoting who's like, so I, I used to say it, and now I, think, I, I don't even know the last time I ever said it because I just because don't. people have stopped using it because it's it, not right. It's and offensive, it's, and it's offensive. Yes. Now, as I said, you know, be, get suspended. You know, learn up. Now he's he's kind of on the Hulk Hogan. He's kind of like on the Hulk Hogan train where he's like, uh, he he retweets just anybody who's like, oh, you know, I'm gay. I like you, and yeah, so. Stuff like that. I don't okay. even know what the studio audience said, so you can smarten me up after the fact. Or I, I'll do it. it. I'll do it after the fact. Okay. Because uh, I'm not trying to get canceled here. Okay. On to the next question. That is not related to the Reds. Uh, he wanted to get our thoughts on cutting weight in combat sports. These guys are dehydrating and starving themselves in some cases to make weight. There's a 10 pound difference between classes in places like UFC. Why can't they use that 10 pound rate? Uh, wait. Why can't they use that 10 pound rate? Rage, range, fuck. I feel like I'm having a stroke today. Why does it have to Has be? Has nothing to do with the smoke. No. Why does it have to be that uh, specific? I can say specific. I'm just fucking retarded. Specific. Why does it have to be a that specific weight? 
why can't the class start at a said weight and end at a number before the next weight class? So if you're within that nine pound range and say you're a featherweight, it starts at 145 and ends at 154. Is this something you I've thought about for a long time now? Well, it's just something that then it, you're just continuing to move the goalpost, so to speak. If someone is, let's just say, someone's trying to make 145, but there's the 145 to 154 54 range, then someone would just cut weight to get to 154, and then their fighting weight the next day would be like 170. So then you're just going to make like the, the gap even bigger compared to what it is so you have to kind of you know splice it out and have sets get set weight classes where it's only like the one pound range over and you got to hit that and i do agree that weight cutting and everything like that is super dangerous and it's kind of the worst part of mma boxing and have, just you, have you tried it brandon i have never cut weight and i'm not going to now why you need to i do need to cut weight you do yeah anyways anyways I mean, with heavyweights, obviously, there's not really that big of an issue, but it's just kind of something where you're trying to even the playing field. Because if you just kind of, if you make it that bigger gap, then people are just going to do what they're doing now, but just be even bigger, and there's going to be even a bigger size discrepancy. Brandon, you're a smart guy. You know how I've told you that? I try. I try. Good, good. Well, there's rumors now, Brandon. You ready for this? There's rumors? Rumor and innuendo? Rumors that... There is a raw underground title. The rumor is that it might be, t- uh, might be a take on the hardcore title, somehow incorporating a simulated brick pattern. What do you think? I haven't. Have you heard like, about it? I've kind of heard about it, but I didn't like look deep into it. I, I think I said it that just make it like turn the twenty four seven title into this because we don't need the twenty four seven title. And if you're gonna have a title, just at least take away a title. I mean, I mean, I, it, I still have. I'm not been blown away. I do think what they did this week was a little bit better than what they did in week two because with, with Shayna and Nia, and then we had Riddick Moss and whatever the fuck that other dude's name is. But we're getting like short matches with shitty finishes, which is something we get in regular Raw. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what even makes any different? Now, if the rumor is true that they're gonna be, it's gonna be kind of like the hardcore title. Would you want to see more hardcore matches, or? Hardcore. I, I think matches. I thought what he meant was kind of like the look of it, just the pattern, kind of the look of like the, not. Oh, like, I guess yeah. I guess yeah. He, okay, never mind. So it would still be the raw underground shoot fighting type of style, but, but it's just it would be you know a riggedy underground hardcore type of belt look. And eh, stupid. Which, once again, when it comes to wrestling in general, less belts means more. Okay. Last, but not least, are you ready? It is about the Thunderdome. Dun dun. He was thinking, well, you know, will we be able to hear people cheering or will it just be live images and no sound bringing back that awkward silence? And if it is successful, how long will we see the setup for? Is that the last question? Yes, it is. Thank you, Mr. X, because that was the first thing we we're going to talk about was the Thunderdome. We, the Thunderdome. As, as we are recording, SmackDown is, I guess SmackDown just finished. But we bum, have not bum. seen it quite yet. I've seen the setup. I've seen kind of the rehearsals that they've done yeah, and kind of all too. the rules and regulations that they're kind of doing with everything. It looks, I guess it kind of looks cool. 
it does kind of reek of desperation and just WWE just kind of blaming everything but themselves for why ratings and people aren't very interested in what they're doing at the moment. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the NBA doing the webcams, and but the thing is, it's not like a focal point. It's like people are there, but it's not like what WWE is doing where they're everywhere and they're like right behind and they're a focal point. That's all you can see. I like a lot more of what the NHL is doing where it's just video boards and graphics and stuff like that. Which is what I wish WWE would do, which you can do the whole Thunderdome aspect with cool pyro and light patterns. Yeah, I, it just kind of reeks of desperation for me in a gimmick. Well, my thing is, you know, I'm not a big Mad Max fan. Never really watched it. Never, No one ever really sat me down in front of it and watched from what I heard that this murder dome, Thunderdome, any type of dome is a death match. So... In my head, when I first heard Thunderdome, I'm like, so it's going to be like death matches or are they going to be hardcore matches? Are we bleeding hard way, easy way? Like, what what are we doing here? But it's I, then it comes to be that it's just a, just pretty much like a gimmick. It's just a setup. It, it doesn't really mean anything. So this SmackDown is the first day we're going to see this. I don't think we're going to be doing it for NXT, but we'll see it SummerSlam and Raw. I mean, I assume it's going to be this the rest of the way, as we said they're going to be in Orlando at the Amway Center at least until October, possibly fans returning. But fans that will be returning eh, uh, will be good job. for AEW next week, August 27th. Now AEW has the big show on Saturday. We're going to probably just cover both AEWs next week, but okay. there will be fans in attendance starting next week, August 22nd or 27th. Dominic, your thoughts? They will be selling tickets. They're going to be kind of. Ha- they're going to have people blocked off. You know, everyone in their own parties, sitting together, trying to take their own precautions, mandatory masks, everything like that. Your thoughts on AEW bringing back fans? Die. Why are the crows circling? Yep, crow. Fr- it's either that or Sting's coming. There's a crow flyover, and they're still coming. You don't you look up, Brandon. Look up. Look up. Look up. See all the crows? They're all that way now. They're going southbound. AEW having fans in attendance for the first time. Good for them. I don't care. I'm not there. They don't. They they don't want to come back to Vegas. Fuck them. Or the Cow Palace. So you don't think this is too soon? I mean, it is, but I mean, Florida is like the epicenter for coronavirus right now. But I mean, if you take your precautions and you you know. Group of four here, group of five there, group of two there, single there. But you even know. what they're doing now where they had fans already kind of in attendance, you have this big-ass amphitheater, and you're just packing everyone into, like, a couple sections. Like, why didn't you have everyone spread out to begin with? See, so let me ask you this. You're just as critical on AEW over WWE, correct? I'm an unbiased, unbiased journalist, Dominic. So my thing is, you know, the way WWE has their talent doing it, um, and you, you did see an AEW, the talent around ringside and all that. Um, one thing you, that AEW did, which you just mentioned, is having a small amount of fans in, in a section. Um, how come, are you, are you, do you applaud WWE for not doing that? Or an AEW, because, you know, like you said, AEW putting people together, but, you know, I'm just trying to get you to take a hot WWE take is a publicly traded company worth whatever a billion dollars or more than a billion dollars and i th- i think vince personally he wants fans in attendance he wants that atmosphere he wants to do 
whatever he could get away with. But you but know, I think, but yet he hasn't done something like AW where. But I think it's also there's a lot more money at risk to where what happens if somebody gets coronavirus. I would assume that there's some sort of legal thing in place to where if you were to test positive and you can you technically could trace it back to the event that AEW or WWE wouldn't be legally obligated to do anything. But, you know, there's always going to be somebody out there that's going to try to skirt around and try to, you know, sue the company into the ground when it was their dumbass to begin with to go to this event. Could you see, not just in wrestling, but in any public gathering in the future, could you see them saying, if you want to come to this event, you have to agree to that. If you get sick, it's not our fault. I assume that's what people are doing to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're already seeing kind of around the country, there's already, I mean, there's already been wrestling with fans in attendance. But now we're seeing it much more on a larger scale. We're seeing in Europe, like, those gated off, or not gated off, but kind of like everyone's sitting like their own little cube. Yeah, I saw that. And I, I would assume that's what AEW's going to be doing, but I said this on the other podcast I do. <clears throat> it's not the actual sitting there in attendance watching the show part that is the difficult thing. You can keep that to a minimum, space everybody out. It's everything that leads up to that and in between is going to the bathroom, if there are concessions, get it into the arena, get it out of the arena. You That's know, when, when everyone's yeah, ing- ing- intermingling. you shoulder to shoulder with people. Like, yeah. Like, you're going to have to get everybody, like, sectioned off and you only allow, like, how does all that work? Like, everyone's thinking of just, like, sitting oh, there. we're sitting there and watching it. We're six feet apart. But, yeah, when it's intermission, you have to run to the bathroom and take a shit or take a piss. That's when you get the Rona. Exactly. Now, spitballing here. If a show pops up in San Jose, Oakland, whatever. Okay. Okay. Unless it's a vaccine and I get the vaccine, then, you know. All you anti-vaxxers, y'all can go get the Ronin, y'all dumbasses. Should should I give you the studio audience the mic and talk about how uh, he shouldn't get vaccinated? You want want, want, to? Okay. Do we have an an anti-vaxxer on our hands? No. She she believes in vaccinations, but not the corona vaccination. Well, I'm not saying I'm going to get one right now because it's obviously unproven. I'm just saying if there is one... We'll talk off the air. Okay. I'm going to get real political right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to... I'm just... I'm not going to take the, the Russian one that they're saying that is a, <laughs> a cure. I'm not taking that right now. I'll just say that. Yeah, it's full of fucking nuclear fucking shit, probably. So, AEW having fans in attendance. Possibly, AEW could have a new announcer on their hands. What? I know. See, I told you I'm working on these. I had a lot of good wrestling segues you're, here. Dang, you're doing good. Renee Young, she gave her notice to WWE... She will, I think, be working for SummerSlam, but she will be leaving sooner rather than later. Obviously, people are linking her to AEW because her husband, John Moxley, works there, the champion. Dominic, your thoughts kind of overall on her tenure and the possibilities of what she will do when she leaves the company. Um, well, first off, being, you know, talking about her career, I think any position she was put in, she killed it. Um, I really did honest to god think when she was announcing on raw she killed it i think you know maybe the first few times she had to get you know kind of get used to it but when she was there i i wholeheartedly feel like she made it not fun to listen but you know like her reactions were i felt were real and genuine 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 like the guy who sings the pony song sure whatever um now, where she's going, I don't think she's going to AEW. Um, I feel like if she was to go to AEW, she would be, she would be too much like Brandy. Not not to say that's a bad thing, 
but yeah, that sounds like a bad thing. But you know, I feel like m- not that I know John wouldn't want would say I don't want you here, but I feel like John needs to stay away from her because it's. But even in WWE, like yeah, they, they hinted at it. Corey would like have fun and poke at Renee about it, but they never like completely acknowledge it. But I mean, it's AEW. They're gonna. You can't just have Renee fucking whatever her real name is or well her real name is Renee. But like, no, I mean her like last Renee name. Paquette or something. But you can't have Renee Moxley. Exactly. That that and I feel like that's what we Make you, her Renee Ambrose. Renee Ambrose, that'd be fucking funny. But um but yeah, I, I, I don't think she's gonna I, I think you told me that it's like a she's like a, doing like a chef thing or something like that or I guess that means you don't follow her on Instagram. No. I do, but I don't pay attention. Like literally everything she's been posting on her story is about her cookbook. So she's gonna be on a cooking show. Yeah, Renee Young on Food Network coming soon. Hell yeah, I'd watch that shit. So Renee Young, I thought she was vastly underutilized in WWE. I think she was fantastic, especially I wasn't as high on her commentary as you were. I thought she definitely excelled a lot more in the interviewing backstage kind of broadcaster role, doing the talking smack, hosting the FS1 post show and everything like that. So I think I would have the percentage of her going to aw probably higher than dominic but i don't think she's gonna go there and be a weekly fixture and just be there every single week and just doing everything i think she might make a sporadic appearance i think she does want to do some things outside of the wrestling world as we said she's trying to do a cookbook i know she she loves sports that's where she came from from the canadian sports network so i think she might do some things with you know maybe nbc or i don't know if nbc whatever you know do some hockey whatever the hell she wants but i think she'll she'll have her toe in a lot of different waters now, do you think this is WWE? Uh, do you think WWE said, "Hey, t- do you think they tried to?" Well, from what I her? heard, she was kind of in the same boat as Moxley, and like, especially after the FS1 show got canceled, yeah, she's not getting used all that often, and if she, she she's wasting like the prime of her career and her life just sitting at home doing nothing. Because that was be my main thing was you know if you want to do a cookbook, fine, stay with us, go do a cookbook. You you do, you know you can do like interviews via satellite for a while or you know if you're in town you could do this like that i feel like if wwe did not try to negotiate and try to figure out what they could do to keep her i feel like this is bad on them but like you like you did say she's underutilized so it was already bad on them but you know i i think if she is to leave and go to aw then it's just gonna sour a lot of people in WWE. Not that to say that she's going to come back and all that, but I just feel like it's going to it's going to be it's not going to be a fun environment. Yeah, Dominic shit, so long-winded. Whatever. Now, from someone who is leaving WWE to someone who is staying with WWE for the foreseeable future. We got a thirst traps wow. on Instagram. Wow. Oh, breaking news. Dominic, your boy Jeff Jeffrey Nero Hardy apparently is the new Intercontinental Champion. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Dominic, how excited are you right now? Raging boner. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Damn, boy. Thick. <laughs> Anyways, from one old man to another. Yes. Goldberg, apparently, will continue wrestling for WWE until 2023, and apparently he has a two-match-per-year contract. Dominic, how excited are you to see Goldberg wrestle twice a year? <sighs> One limb dick now. Great. I was trying to think of, like, what's, like, an anti-boner medication? Syphilis. Goldberg is 
Syphilis. Syphilis. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's going to be the title of the podcast. Goldberg is Syphilis. I guess it is now. I guess it is now. Or it could be Raging Boner. One of the two. So, f- finishing off with the wrestling cool. news. Also with uh, What the Fuck News, Sony Deville. Oh, God. Uh, this w- past weekend, she was at her house watching UFC with Mandy Rose. Kayfabe, Sonia. Come on now. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> she was watching UFC, and apparently there was a crazed fan who is just like stalking, well, literally stalking her and just like obsessive with her. And yeah. he gets arrested. Wrote letters and shit. He gets arrested for attempted kidnapping and everything like that. If you want, there's, you know, everything is out there in the public if you want to read the details. Very scary situation out there. And uh, yeah, just don't do that. Don't don't be a stalker. Obviously, you know, he had some mental illness and he is he he was denied bail. He was set for like mm-hmm. a he wanted a two million dollar bail, which obviously he wasn't gonna be able to afford. But uh an ongoing situation, so yeah, don't don't be uh don't stalk your celebrity crushes or whatever. So I, I just wanna ask the question. May, maybe maybe I'm just blinded or stupid or well yeah, I am, but um Or both. So New Deville is very a underrated. Mixed martial artist, correct? Correct. Um if so I'm just saying, if this was a straight up one on one shoot, I would assume that she would beat his ass. But he also had pepper spray and a knife and zip ties and everything like that. So it's not like you don't think she could like you know get around that. I don't know, and I don't want to find out. Okay, just want to ask. Moving on, we have no AEW Dynamite to talk about, but Ooh. we got NXT and Raw. We're gonna do the NXT slash Takeover preview, and then we're gonna cover a little bit of Raw. And then the SummerSlam recap, but we're just going to quickly go. What a cupcake. Not with you. I want to actually eat a cupcake. Oh, okay. Uh, we get the qualifying match, or I guess the second chance matches. Johnny Gargano defeats Rich Holland, and Johnny Gargano almost dies on NXT. He gets his he gets dropped on his head from the green guy. Uh, sucks to see. Thank God Johnny Gargano is not dead. Should be. Fuck him and fuck Candace. Whoa. I will not take this Candace slander on this podcast. Anti-Candace. Well, from the anti-Candace to Dominic's Candace, the dream Dominic's dream team. Dream team, baby. Rhea Ripley and Shotzi Blackheart team up together. Dominic, how, how did you feel about this dream team? I saw them hanging on that rope, man, and man, cloud nine. Exactly. And they Cloud defeated. Clouded three and a quarter. Huh? Hmm? What? I was trying to make like a small dick joke. Bro, you just said it was thick. So it's like four. Thank you very much. They defeat Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah. Shotzi gets the win over Aaliyah. Continuing, obviously, with the Rhea Ripley-Mercedes Martinez feud. They're not having a match at TakeOver, but obviously they're going to be having a match later on down the line eventually. Well deserved. Well deserved. Great tag team, by the way. Maybe they'll win tag team gold. Maybe they will. Good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the highlight or the main focus of the show would be Adam Cole and Pat McAfee's face-off. Pat brings his boys. Pat does a lot of the heavy lifting, doing a lot of the talking. Adam Cole just kind of sitting there in the corner, no selling, just like, okay, yeah, bro, just keep talking. I don't really give a shit. And then they get in a little kerfuffle. Not them, but Adam Cole does some shit. Walks up to Adam Cole, says on Saturday, I'm going to make him a bitch. And he walks out. I thought this was quite good. I thought Pat McAfee did 
a fantastic job being the heel. And I think Adam Cole, he's not fully turned babyface, not the prototypical babyface right now. But uh, Do you think Pat McAfee's actually going to wrestle, or do you think like a surprise return or surprise debut? Or well, we can talk about that when we preview the show. Okay. Okay. What, would you, someone's going to blow it up. Someone's thinking shit. What did you uh, think of just Pat McAfee's performance? Do you think he has a future in this business, kid? I would s- as of right now, I think he's decent. I would want to see what happens on Saturday, though. Almost at Sunday, but it's Saturday. Then in the main event, we had the last second chance match. Velveteen Dream takes on Finn Finn, and unfortunately, Finn Finn does not win. Win. Which is baloney. Velveteen Dream gets the win, qualifies for that North American title ladder match, and then on Twitter just blows up with the hashtag Fire Velveteen Dream. Yep. Now, Triple H came out and said that they looked into the matter. Didn't find anything. Well, that's not exactly... I mean, I don't think Triple H exactly did the best job in defending Velveteen Dream. Like, yeah, he might have said, oh, we looked into it and blah, 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 blah. And he also kind of said, like, oh, the reason why he was off TV was because he was in a car crash. I feel if there was nothing to it, then explain to it. I just feel as though Triple H didn't do the best job explaining what the situation was and why they didn't take any action. And also, one of the uh, people involved in these allegations said that he was never contacted via WWE or any investigation about the Velveteen Dream situation. And yet, Enzo got fired immediately. So, uh, we don't need to go too deep into it, but no, kind of your thoughts overall about the Velveteen Dream situation just outside of this match in itself. I don't know where to stand. Um, I would say leading leading up to... I would, I would say probably... I don't know. Leading, I would say leading up to where he got written off TV, and before all the like, all this shit came out, I was running high. It does cloud my opinion of him, and I do agree with you. Agree with you that Triple H did a pretty bad job at defending him and explaining the situation and everything. So it, it hinders my ability to like appreciate him or any or stuff like that. Um, so. I mean, unless there's hard, I mean, there is, there is hard evidence, right? Wasn't there like there's a screenshots and yeah. stuff, but isn't it easy to like s- switch your name to Velveteen Dream or then to your why real doesn't name? someone tell us what is going on? What happened? It's just so like ambivalent and we're not exact. We don't understand like what happened. What is the reasoning for why there was no actions being taken besides him being off of television, which they said, oh, because he was in a car crash. I don't know, Brandon. I'm not Triple H. I'm not WWE. I'm Dominic. You are Dominic. Now, reporting live for Curbals and Chishel's News. Let's get into the NXT TakeOver 30 predictions. Io Shirai takes on Dakota There's Kai. 30 predictions? NXT TakeOver 30 predictions. Oh, okay. Io Shirai defends her NXT Women's Championship against Dakota Kai. Raquel Gonzalez made her return on NXT, so I think that was kind of a way to put some more heat on Kai, maybe give it I a, think if a e- reasoning. If Io does not win. I will never watch wrestling again. If EO doesn't win. If she doesn't win. Okay. So, so you're going with EO. I'm going with EO. I will go with EO as well. A kind of, I don't know if to say like a random filler match, but Finn Balor will take on Timothy Thatcher. I mean, it should be a lot of fun. I think we saw this match the last takeover, I do believe. I forget. I don't know. No, we didn't. 
don't know. I mean, no, that was Finn Balor. It's all the smoke. You can't is remember Is that Finn Balor and Oni Lorcan? Yes. Uh, one of those white guys. But I'm going to go with Finn Balor for Let's the Let's go Finn Balor, too. He needs a win. Someone took the script from him. Someone Brandon. took the script. I didn't know they were so intrigued on the NXT TakeOver 30 card. I mean, it's not like that much. It's like a list of predictions. List in the back. Yeah, because we're going to talk about the SummerSlam predictions. Everyone's just so excited for that. Uh, going to your house, going to get drunk. I know. <laughs> the NXT North American ladder match. I'm trying to actually... Okay, thank you. <laughs> Jesus. The North American ladder match. Bronson Reed, Damon Priest, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, and Velveteen Dream. There was a big old kerfuffle at the end of that Velveteen Dream-Finn Balor match. They're really pushing Bronson Reed hard as kind of the favorite babyface on the rise. And Damian Priest is my pick. I think he is well-deserving. He is kind of getting some momentum behind him. I'd be surprised if they go. So, I mean, I'd be surprised if they went with Bronson Reed just because he's kind of just, he was kind of thrown there. Um, yeah, I could, I mean, I'm sure people are picking Gargano, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Priest. I would go with Priest as well. I think Bronson Reed, I would say he maybe is my second favorite just because he has been getting so much television time. But I would go with Priest. I think he's kind of on the edge where he can play either a babyface or a heel. Right now he's technically a babyface, but I think you can always turn him if you want. And maybe it's going to have to rely on who wins that NXT title match. Now, Dominic, what is, I think we all know what the main event is actually going to be, but what is the main event? Will it be Adam Cole and Pat McAfee or the NXT title match? NXT title match. So we will preview Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. I think both of us are in agreement that Adam Cole should and will win. Yes. So the real question is, how good of a match will this be and what do you think is going to happen? I think it's going to be, I, I mean, first of all, let me ask, is there anyone injured in NXT, that is a big name. Do you know of, that that you know of? I mean, there's Tommaso Ciampa, who we haven't seen in a while, but there's no real connection between them. And it, I mean, there is like the NXT title. We don't want to see that feud again. Exactly. So now, looking big picture, who is somebody that would debut or return, maybe from main roster or or a new signing? I'm trying to think. I don't think anyone. So do you think it's going to be a straightforward match for the most part? But I think you need to have it get in and out. Make it like maybe 10 minutes, but a lot of hemming and hawing and maybe Pat McAfee backing off. And Well, my, thi- my thing is, you know, I, if if you're going to have Pat wrestle, he what? needs to. He needs to. Sorry. I, you know, I was told to keep talking and you said what and it kind of threw me off. So, Well, that plane was so loud and low that. Well, yeah, he's almost cut off my lemon tree because it's so low. Um, Get low? Low, 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 low. Apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. To the window. To the window, to the wall. We're we're going to get demonetized, yeah. Um, I feel like if Pat's actually wrestling, it's going to be a bad match. Well, is this Pat McAfee's last match? Yes. All right. Because Adam Cole's going to end his career. And then in Dominic's main event, we get Keith Lee taking on Karrion Cross. I think they did a very good job with that video package on NXT. They didn't even do anything. I think that might have been a lost opportunity. I think the entire NXT show was a lost opportunity because they had the entire Wednesday to themselves. I could go either way on this match. I'm intrigued for this match. Maybe the match quality won't be the best we've ever seen from NXT, but it's kind of 
the immovable force and and whatever the immovable force and the irresistible irresistible force and the immovable object. Yes, because I can't really see either which one of these guys losing, but NXT is good at delivering straightforward finishes on their takeover shows. I will go I, with Keith Lee. I will go with Mister Cross. All right then. So we were going to do the raw recap, but. The studio audience is yelling at us, and we got to keep things moving. Unless you have a, uh, the only thing that kind of is a one-off that has to do with Raw, is you have any hot takes about Natty and Mickey James via countout, where Mickey James and Natalia were complete afterthought, even though, you know, Mickey James is returning, and she probably should be used a lot better. Yeah. Wow. Great. Mickey James, AW confirmed. So, let's move on to the SummerSlam recap. Obviously, I have not checked it. SummerSlam re- recap? SummerSlam recap preview. preview. It, I mean, this pretty much is a recap because we're going to be giving the exact predictions correct. Oh, okay. No promises, though. Oh, so don't, so don't, don't, bet, don't bet the house on can this. You, can you do that? Though? Can, can you do Nailed it. One, can you do it one time? The SummerSlam. Uh. The SummerSlam predictions. Mandy Rose taking on Sony Deville. Hair versus hair. Now, Mandy Rose already got her head cut off a little, a little bit. Hair. Her hair. She, she's not decapitated. She got her, her hair cut off a little bit. Okay. I think people would probably assume that Sony Deville is losing. Now, are they, like, exactly. are they just like shaving it? Or are they like, you know. Full Molly Holly bald. Who could rock it? Sonia or Mandy? I think people would probably assume Sonia would be the one because she's kind of the tougher she has a tougher look that she would have a shorter hairdo. But like then a, she would look too much like fucking Sinead O'Connor. Do you know who that is? Yes. Who is it? She's a singer. What song does she sing? Irish singer. What song does she sing? Nothing compares to you. Oh, she also sings The Foggy Dew, which is the walkout song for Conor McGregor. Oh, did you know that? Fuck me. <laughs> exactly. So who win, who's getting their head shaved? Sonia. I will go with Sonya as well. I think that they've actually done a quite a good job of building up this feud because they've been doing this for such a long period of time. And we don't see the hair, hair versus hair match stipulation all that often, especially with the women. So I think that adds a little bit extra I feel like, to it. But I also do feel like it's going to be some stupid shenanigans and no one's going to get their head cut off. Then there. the Street Profits defend their Raw Tag Team Championships against Andrade and Angel Garza. It's time for a change. Give it to Angel please. I'll go with the Street Profits. I think you can go either way on this. I do think it's kind of stupid that the whole poisoning angle just went back to Zelina Vega because she pointed out the stupidity of trying to poison her opponent even though her her colleagues had the title opportunity to begin with, but I digress. Now we have MVP taking on Apollo Crews for the United States Championship. I think Apollo Crews probably should win but, but it, MVP's going to win I think it. MVP will win just because he's been having so much television time, and I think they want the Hurt Business to have a little bit of uh, believability, believability and have credibility. credibility. Dominic abilities. Speaking of Dominic ability, Dominic Mysterio will be taking on Seth Rollins in a street fight. The Mysterios got a little comeuppance on Raw. Very similar to the Pat McAfee match. I think there's going to be a lot of bells and whistles, especially since it is a street fight. I think Seth Rollins wins. I think Seth is on his way to a WWE Championship match. Now, I I don't know. If, do you think Dominic will win, Dominic? Dominic will win, Dominic. Dominic believing in Dominic. Yes. How well do you think this match will be played? 
I think Ray's going to have a lot of input in it. I think uh, behind not, the scenes or on screen? Uh, on screen. I think Ray Mysterio got no clout backstage. I feel like Dominic's going to be about to lose the match. Ray's going to make the save. Six one nine, like like stereo six one nine, and then like double frog splash. Or... Do you think there's any sort of turn, whether it be Murphy or Dominic? Why would Dominic turn? I don't know. It's because it's a swerve, bro. Nobody expected it. He aligns with Seth. Maybe becomes Who knows? a follower. Mm-hmm. And then Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. Oh yeah, everybody wanted to see that match. Be Liddy like a titty. Yeah, Liddy like a titty. Oscar has two. Championship matches. I believe she's facing Sasha Banks first for the Raw Women's Championship match, and then she is facing Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I guess we'll just kind of clump them together. Does Asuka win one, two, or zero? Uno. And which one would that be? L. Hmm. Let's go with L SmackDown O. I will agree with you. I will say that she wins SmackDown. I think whichever one. I don't. I think they said it. I feel as though whichever one goes first, she wins. Because then they can argue and be like, "Oh, you had the fresh. I had the fresh Oscar, but you had I weakened her, and then you beat her." And, and then went. that's where you get them to turn on each other. Yes. Cool. Great. So, Dominic, what is the main event for SummerSlam? Is it Braun Strowman versus the Fiend? Or is it Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton? It better be Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. And that's what I thought. So, Braun Strowman taking on The Fiend with, I don't even know what the hell is going on here. Braun Strowman is bald. He's kind of a heel by beating up Alexa Bliss. Which we do not condone. Yes, we do not condone men on women violence here at Curveball and Share Shots. Hot take. Hot, hot take. So, I I mean, I think there's going to be some sort of gimmickry involved. I think either it'll be a double turn or we get Braun Strowman aligning with The Fiend. Going to go with Braun just because I feel like they're waiting for Roman to come back and they want Roman to beat Braun for the title. Is Braun a heel? I would say, I would think so. That wasn't heel Alexa slapping him in the face. No, I know, but it's just like, it's kind of a weird, I know it's kind of the gimmick of like everyone who faces the Fiend turns eventually, but this, this feud has not been very good. It has not. And this is why Braun Strowman should not be the world champion. Or universal champion. Okay. Then in the main event, Randy Orton taking on Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Drew, I think he's been solid as champion. Obviously not pulling in the viewers and being, you know, a leader and being... Randy's so much better. And setting the world on fire. Randy Orton, been there, done that. Can't say that. Sorry. Setting California on fire. (laughs) We love all the firefighters out there. Stay strong. Yes. I think there's a possibility that Randy Orton could win. I think Drew McIntyre will win. Will there be some sort of shenanigans? Is Edge going to show up? Is Rick Rick, Flair is Rich Flair going to show up? Who knows? But I will go with Drew McIntyre, Dominic. Who do you got and I'll why? I'll go through too. Um, I do. A, I think pretty much everything. I agree with everything you said. I feel like somebody will. There will be some shenanigans. Somebody might come and try to bork laser. You're not going to get me this time. Damn it. He he said bork laser. Let bork. Laser again. Oh, Dominic laughed at some stupid something stupid I said yes last Say week. Say it again. Say it. Say it. Bork laser. See? No. Okay. Funny. It has to be organic, man. Yeah, it was funnier in the moment. Someone yeah, is forced. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I do agree, Drew. You I guess. 
You get me, Dominic. I get you, Brandon. Thank you. We have a love-hate relationship. It's fine. Let's wrap this up. Are you officially going with your McIntyre? Yes. All right. So that'll do it for us for today. If you made it this far and it's still not Saturday afternoon, go and check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash curveballs, <laughs> chair shots, farts. <laughs> Good job, Dominic. Yes. You were so close. But Told you to wrap it up, man. Is is there any uh, <laughs> lasting words you'd like to say to the frenemies, the enemies, or the uh, the people out there, Dominic? D- Tyler listens to the whole thing, right? He is sometimes. Sometimes. If, he, if you're listening to this, Tyler. Maybe he's listening on the way down because he's supposed to show up on Sunday. If you're listening to this, Tyler, you're a homie. Unless you fuck us over and we don't win, then Brandon's back at number two. And you're number three. Let go. Tyler Our- will be over number one. Okay. What's Brandon? I'm not even ranked. Under rank, yeah. I'm like I'm I'm like D. I'm like D three. That is very true. Maybe maybe I'll. He has to let me do something to him. Maybe maybe we'll be videotaping it and putting it on Twitter later. Maybe or maybe not. Okay. Okay. So for Dominic and email the us, audience, Gmail. and the big dog and little dog and mini dog and firefighters and smoke and for that metal swan that's in the backyard. My homie Earl, miss you, bro. Goodbye and good night. Uh, Dominic can go fart now.